Virtual live streaming online music lessons are here. Need to brush up on your guitar skills? Improve your singing voice? Remember how to play that old dusty piano in the corner? Well, Asheville Music School has got you covered. They teach students of all ages, yes, adults too, and skill levels, and any style of music you're into. Visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org to inquire and learn about dozens of great music teachers. Asheville Music School is a nonprofit organization strengthening Western North Carolina communities through music education and outreach. Once again, visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org for all your music learning needs. Welcome to another edition of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Today we are joined by Richard Barrett of the Greenliners. You didn't have to let me down so hard. All I wanted was to love you, but you couldn't play the part. You're easy on the eyes and tougher on the heart. And I'm on the line with Mr. Richard Baird of the Greenliners. How you doing, sir? Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you on the show. Um, yeah, man. Richard is uh, a, uh, a longtime um, Asheville area musician uh, by way of Georgia, right? By way of Georgia, yeah. Metro Atlanta, Athens area. Um, that's kind of where... My, I, I started playing music in bands in, in those collective scenes in mm-hmm. uh, the early 2000s. Yeah. You grew up in Atlanta or around there? Cumming, Georgia. It's about uh, 40 miles north of the actual downtown. Okay. But yeah, it's it's uh, when I was growing up there, it was more rural uh, farmlands, and now it's really now sprawled. Kind of huh? Yeah, it's all part of the Atlanta now, so... Yeah, but there, it's a really ri- they're actually a really rich musical area. Um, a lot of really great musicians have have come from uh, Forsyth County and, and some of the surrounding counties in North Metro, and mm-hmm. a lot of great bluegrass guys. Uh, Matt Mundy, who played with the Aquarium Rescue Unit, oh, um, yeah. he's from right up the street from my folks' house, mm-hmm. and uh, just a genius. You know, still still playing some, but on a very quiet level. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I remember seeing the Aquarium Rescue Unit at Be Here Now back in, like, the early 90s. Uh, oh, yeah. Colonel Bruce and uh, um, Jeff Sipe. And O.T.A. Yeah. yeah. I, I, just, I think that was the first time I had seen just, like, that level of musicianship live. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Were, they were uh, they were otherworldly. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was so insane. It's just amazing to think about that much talent in – um, a five-piece group. I mean, the Colonel himself just, mm. you know, clearly other wor- otherworldly. But yeah. Jimmy Herring, Sipe, O'Teal, and uh, and Matt. Man. And Matt was kind of the spectacle. That he was kind of the one that really dropped jaws when, you know, when you when you go back and and I've seen interviews with like Mike Gordon and mm. Fish and the guys from Panic, and they were all just blown away at Matt. And, and, you know, I, I heard one person who was interviewed about the Horde tour, which was back, I guess, in, what, 92, 93, yeah. something like that. Mm. And they, they were talking about the two, like, people that were the most influential on that tour was Matt Mundy and John Popper. Mm. And, you know, there's two, they, they were both just unreal. Yeah. Um, kind of same caliber um, and kind of the same attitude towards their instruments. They're just kind of like doing their thing. Neither one of them are very flashy as people but um right. really really uh really amazing music musicians 
Yeah, no doubt. I remember that made me want to go home and practice because <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea yeah. what Jeff Seif was doing. I mean, I was only like 15, 16 at the time. So, yeah, I had a lot to learn. But it was like it was, they, they, it was a apartment Q. Yeah, what was that about? Do you know? Do you know why I mean, he had that nickname? Just uh, you know, Bruce had all his names for for people, and, and oh, he uh, gave them nicknames. I, yeah, I heard that. That's where Jeff. I'm sure we could. I we could confirm this somehow with sight because I've, we've all got mutual friends. Yeah, and and know him through the scene now. But yeah, I think that was where he lived, either in Athens or Atlanta. I think his apartment was like Q two fifty three or two. 35 whatever huh. it was bruce called him but um yeah just what a what an incredible group i'm glad we got a chance to touch on them randomly yeah well uh back in the day you know in Asheville, uh we didn't really get that kind of that that kind of acts in in the area like you know it happened eventually but when i was growing up especially in high school there was really only be here now and you know much smaller clubs like vincent's ear stuff like that but and that's that where it. the Christmas jam started, right? Was be here now or now? Believe... Possibly. I'm going to have to have someone else confirm that because uh, I wasn't here at that time. Uh, I moved, okay. moved away from the area in like 96 and came back in 2010. So I was gotcha. I was off the scene for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when did you move to Asheville? I came here in 07, hmm. um, uh, early 07, February, actually. And, um, yeah, I didn't know anybody here. I, Christmas jam was kind of one of the things that, uh, I had come to shows here. I, I think I saw widespread panic here maybe the year before. Um, and I had tickets to a Christmas jam that, um, that I didn't get to go to the no. year before the, uh, well, maybe a couple of years before I moved up, I had, uh, I had tip bought tickets and I got the flu. Oh, no. And I gave them to a buddy, yeah, and he came up to the Christmas Jam at the at the um, Civic Center and, and just came back, like, head blown. Could that have possibly like, have been, like, 2005? Is that sound right? Probably, yeah, you know, that was right I, around the time. I think that's the only one I ever went to. Uh, and I wasn't living here at the time, but I came up because one of my favorite bands, Living Color, was on the bill. Uh, okay. And I thought that was crazy they were on the bill because, yeah. you know, they're usually not the, that kind of band on the, on that bill. Uh, Absolutely, but man, they slayed it, and John Popper came up and like killed exactly. like Jimi Hendrix cover with them. It was just amazing. Yeah, I know for sure Popper was there, and then yeah. they had a bunch of, a bunch of mandolin players. Was I think maybe Yonder Mountain with Jeff Austin, yeah, um, and and Sam Bush probably. Yeah, my buddy said that there were there was a, a moment on, during that uh, Christmas jam where there were maybe five or six mandolins on stage, just having this big mandolin jam for a little while but yeah i think that was the year it would have been it would have been oh five i think or oh i think it would have been oh five okay yeah i think um, that was the year i went that's awesome yeah, yeah and then then uh, along about the end of oh seven i had a friend that um came through touring he was a he was a touring guitar player he started playing lead guitar with a guy named Corey smith the guy's name's Jason Kenny. He's down. He's still in the Atlanta area making music, but um, he came through here and they. It was the last. I can't remember who he was touring with, but it was the last stop on his tour. And he ended up just staying for like two weeks in mm-hmm. Asheville. He that he met people at the show. I want to say they played at the Gray Eagle, um, and it, or possibly Leaf Festival. I can't remember one one of the some some festival 
or um, local venue, and, and he met folks at the at the show and ended up just crashing in Asheville for like two weeks. And uh, when he came back, he was like, "Man, this is you know, I just I came back from the uh, I came back from the most perfect place on earth, and I just I want to move there." <laughs> And it kind of planted the seed, and a, a few months later, I started. I was just ready to go. I had lived in my hometown till I, you know, I was 21 at the time, and it just it was a it was a pretty logical jump. It's only three hours from home, three and a half hours from home, and um, you know, just all the all the stuff in the music scene that I was looking for for sure, and it helped me grow as a musician, and just um, it was the most logical choice. I mean. It, there wasn't really without moving to Colorado or, or, you know, Northern California or, or New York or somewhere to, to get the kind of music or, I mean, I guess Nashville too, but it's just, it's overrun. Yeah. It seems saturated (laughs) to me. Yeah. You have much better chance of getting noticed here. Believe me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, how long did it take for you to form your band, the Greenliners? So the Greenliners, uh, came along, I, let's see, I started playing solo shows in about a year after I moved in. And actually, um, when Brian Grosso moved in with me, mm-hmm. um, shout out to Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, we, uh, we're still, we're still making some music together. Also, he and I knew each other from Atlanta playing in the scene down there. That's right. Um, but I started, he moved in, I started doing some solo shows. We started doing some stuff together. I started playing with Jackson Delaney, um, who is a fabulous slide steel guitar um, pedal steel now player in town, um, and he plays dope. He's going to be playing Dubro on Saturday with the Greenliners All right. at the Gray Eagle. Yeah. Um, but Jackson, Jackson was actually the first, probably the first person I was really making steady music with up here, and, and he was really young. I was twenty. I had just turned twenty-two, and he so Jackson's a few years younger than me. But he was just out of high school, basically, um, and we started we started making music together. And he was really just picking up Dobro. He had been flat picking guitar mm. for several years and playing Strat in a in rock bands and funk bands. Mm. But uh, we connected, and then actually the Greenliners bassist Christian Ferry um, was the was one of the first bass players I knew around. Um, this was actually. This is 07 we first started dabbling, and I jammed with Christian a little bit, mm. um, but he was mostly playing electric music with Jackson and uh, and Daniel Yaunt, who's a great drummer that mm. moved to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but so the, the the roots go pretty deep with the Greenliners. Christian's playing bass with us now. Jackson and I have been playing together for a long time. Um, and then I guess about 2010 or 11, I started playing with a group called Bear Down Easy, um and christian joint christian and jackson both we we all kind of went our, our separate ways and then um we got back together in bear down easy with our buddy andy burke and paul strobel played fiddle and that was okay. our first real um yeah you know paul from the music school yeah too, he teaches right? there yeah yeah paul's great yeah he's great but um we uh we all that was our first that was kind of the uh, our first or my first um, bluegrass band in town. I had been doing a little bit more singer songwriting stuff with solo, but uh, yeah, Bear Down Easy played for a few years. 
we started actually doing bills with Sanctum Sully, which is Jay, our mandolin, Jay Frank, our mandolin player's band. Um, and we, we played, I mean, many, many co-bills together with those guys. Um, and, uh, and that's, that's kind of how Jay and I started playing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, we started doing the bluegrass brunch on Saturdays at the one stop. He called me up and at that time I was playing both mandolin and guitar in Bear Down Easy, we were kind of, Andy and I were kind of swapping duties, um, and then I just when 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 me and Jay started playing on the side, I, I just picked up guitar pretty much full time, and that was really when I started flat picking per se. I was mostly just a rhythm guitar player up until that point, and um, and that's kind of how the Greenliners got got together, and the, we, we recruited Christian and Jackson as kind of a rotating member mm. for a time uh, as he was focusing on other stuff as well. And then in 2017, that would have been 2014 is when the Greenliners, I would say, actually formed, 2014 or 15. And uh, then then in 17, Ben Saylor, our banjo player, played his first gig with us, who we had all Ben plays in Brushfire, Stank Grass, mm. and the Sailor Brothers, and he's we've all known each other for years, playing music in town. There's actually a really funny story about me and Christian and Ben playing together before any of us really knew each other, but way back in, in early 07. But um, Ben, we hired Ben for a gig in Charlotte. It was a, it was a benefit show um, at Freedom Park, and that night it was just like, the, the missing piece to the puzzle was complete. And uh, that's we've been kind of playing as a four-piece since then. Um, and we recorded the album as a four-piece with Billy Cardine. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, Billy the great Billy Cardine. Uh, yeah, he's the man. He is. Um, love Billy. Yeah. But we he, he produced the record, and um, or the EP, and... Uh, guest sits in on a, on a few songs on it and uh lindsey pruitt plays fiddle hmm. um but but you know we've we've rehearsed with jackson um just the other night and it, you know we've been doing jackson anytime we've had five piece gigs come up uh we always call jackson he's been our our go-to um fifth member and uh, it just feels so complete with that fifth piece nice. so i think i think we might try to keep jackson okay and where did um, you record that ep at Billy's house in Weaverville. All um, right, your home studio, nice. Home studio, yeah. It it kept the costs low. I mean, we'd love to go eventually get into Echo Mountain and do a, a full length album there. That would be awesome. Yeah, but, um, I haven't checked on them. I guess are their rates a little steep? I've never even been there, been there before. I, you know, every pretty much any any non home studio was steep <laughs> yeah. to us at the time. That's true. <laughs> so, so we um. We just we didn't do any of the crowdfunding or crowdsourcing um, platforms just because we weren't really sure that you know what we were going to do with it. We're, we all the thing about the Greenliners is we started as a at really more so as a, a private event group, yeah, than, than a just kind of like the Royal Suits. Yeah, you're um, of East, Co- East Coast, right? East Coast Entertainment. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Ellie. That's right, Ellie uh, Schwartz. That's our girl. Mm-hmm. Um. But we uh, we kind of did more of those gigs than we were doing public gigs, and you know Christian's got a really 
he, he's the general manager at Burial Brewing, so he's got a very oh. um, a very involved job. Uh, yeah. Jay, Jay's got a family. Um, ben and I are kind of the two um, floaters. Neither you know, neither one of us are married, and yeah. and we're both kind of um, you know, kidless and right. have. I mean, we both have jobs. We're both hustling on the side, but yeah, um, it's kind of hard with you know kids and in, intensive jobs to uh, to get together and practice once a week, or you know, even really for for Christian, it's tough for him to take off a Friday or Saturday night when he could be bartending and you know mm-hmm. just counting counting money. Mm-hmm. Um, so bar gigs, that's that's like one of the quandaries with all musicians is like it's hard to play Friday and Saturday night bar gigs. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if that's you your money night. Yep. Yeah. It's all about the bottom line, right? <laughs> that's it, man. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how the band got together. And we, uh, we made the EP really just wanting to document some of our music and, and get it out there for folks to hear. Um, but it's really, it's been a really fun process and we're, we're, you know, we're looking into the future and what we might do next. We're yeah. definitely, making plans to do something else we would love to get in uh echo mountain or somewhere really rad like that and mm-hmm. uh we may have to the next round we may have to get some some crowd crowdfunding to, to get that going that would be fun yeah you might as well and i'm sure you've built up quite a following over the years uh, and it sounds like you've been out for a long time and uh the ep is um six songs is that right yeah we did 16 yeah um and some the, of them are old and some of them are, are newer. Okay. Um, but I'm sure you have a lot more tunes than that, right? You just picked the cream, oh, yeah. cream of the crop. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of, we kind of set out to record that. We kind of set out to record six songs. We weren't really sure which ones, but we narrowed it down. And, and I do think it is the cream of the crop, but we do, we've still got a lot of stuff in the wings. I mean, we've probably got between Jay and I and Ben, um, we've probably got enough uh, enough music to do another full length um, album, but I've really been on a kick lately where I want to record, write, and record new music. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the the musicians and songwriters' goal is to continue producing new stuff and not really get hung up on songs that you've had in the arsenal for for years because those are still there, you know. Yeah, um, and now's the time to do it. Plenty of time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's been a good pr- uh, productive quarantine oh good for sure yeah you've been using your time wisely uh i think so um my i'm i do i'm in roofing uh for my day gig i do i do uh sales for a roofing company here in town and okay. we've been deemed essential so things haven't slowed down as much but um as well it's slowed down some but not not as much as other industries and um the difference there is i get to work from home which is nice to have, uh, you know, have my guitar sitting right beside me anytime. Yeah. Uh, things get a little too stressful or I need a little break. That I is can nice. Just grab it and start picking a little bit or, or write, a, write a couple verses here or a chorus uh-huh. there. And yeah, I, I think uh, I have been spending a lot of time writing music, which, which is good. Oh, good. Yeah, hopefully that's what everybody's doing now writing music yeah. and honing their craft. We definitely need it. Yeah. So we we come back, we'll come back strong, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think a lot of people are. Awesome. Uh, and um, I know that uh, you have a, a big event coming up at Gray Eagle this week. Want to tell people about that? Sure. Yeah, we're playing um, 
the Green Liners, it's uh, it's going to be us. We're doing a live stream at 7 p.m. Um, it'll it'll be broadcasted through Facebook Live, um, and I think I think that's the number one. I think that's the platform. But there, it, it's possible you can go to the Gray Eagle page and, and get it from there if you're not a Facebook person. Um, but uh, it will be it'll we'll be playing the entire album. I don't know if it'll be exactly in order. Plus some new tunes, plus maybe a couple of, uh, of special cover tunes. Um, we've got our good friend, one of my best buddies, uh, Kyle Tuttle. He's the 2017 National Banjo Contest winner oh. um, and played with the Jeff Austin Band, Jeff Austin uh, RIP, mm-hmm. formerly of Yonder Mountain String Band. Mm-hmm. Um, he played with them, and uh, he's now he's got his own band, Kyle Tuttle Band. They're... Uh, they just did a tour before quarantine with uh, Railroad Earth, okay. and uh, he's out. He's out playing a bunch, but he's got a really special lineup. And I think I think I can say this now. We we're kind of holding off to to announce it until a couple days before the show, but this will come out on Thursday. So he's got Kyle's got. Um, he didn't bring his Nashville band over. He's he's got Travis Book from the infamous String Dusters on bass and. Mm. Lindsey Pruitt from the John Stickley Trio on fiddle, and so they're going to do um, an hour set, uh, forty-five minutes to an hour set, I think, opening up, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Green Liners, Liners will play for an hour, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll uh, we'll hopefully have like some kind of little super jam mashup with Kyle and Lindsey, and uh, and have a little little jam at the end there, you know. Yeah. Send everybody off on a good note. Okay. Well, hopefully the stage is big enough for all those people. I hope so. I <laughs> With hope plenty so. of room. Yeah, I think and, we'll be able to, to keep six feet apart. Did you say that's Saturday at 7? Saturday, uh, May 30th at 7 p.m. Awesome. Yep. Everybody Broadcast tune in. Yeah. And, of course, if you can't tune in at that time, it will be available on YouTube after the fact, right? Yeah, I think – I'm not sure if YouTube uh, – I think I think YouTube. I think it's up for at least twenty four hours um, okay. post stream, and I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll find the details on that. I should have done some digging yeah. beforehand, but I, I can't imagine that the Gray Eagle wouldn't put it on YouTube or somewhere where it's archived and people can see it after the fact. Yeah, I'm sure it is available somewhere. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Do you know what they're doing um, as far as like broadcasting? Uh, like are they broadcasting the audio from the board? I guess it's like a high quality sound stream. Do you know? What you know, doing? I it's that that is sort of an unknown to me. Okay. I um I have watched I watched some of the John Stickley trio oh, yeah? last Friday. How'd that sound? Watched, it sounded great. It yeah. was it was excellent. And the Brushfire Stankgrass had their release on Sunday before Memorial Day, and okay. I watched that. And, the, the the sound was uh was clear as a bell it was it was crisp and uh really enjoyable i think i think there were a couple of shows before that that they um they were able to work out any kinks they had but um, yeah well i know i think the uh honey cutters were the first one i saw were they okay were they the first ones on i'm not i'm not too sure but yeah it's been going on for about a month yeah um, is it so, they're doing like several, a few a week right or at least two a week i think so they're they're keeping it regular um yeah. and it's been largely um local acts you know yeah i know i know you um you you had robert greer my good buddy that's on, right uh last week and uh he 
there I, I can't remember it ha, it, have they done theirs yet or they're going to do one I don't think they've uh, done it yet but I'm okay. sure they will soon yeah yeah they've got one coming up and I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to tuning into that for sure yeah man gotta love yeah. Town Mountain good old Robert oh yeah good <laughs> people me and, me and Robert have had many a rowdy uh, rowdy days together <laughs> I believe it man yeah uh so, um, 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 I want to get into the tunes. Um, sure. you, you sent me over uh, four of the songs, and all these songs are on the EP, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah, I've been checking them out. They sound great. Uh, amazing Excellent. production, just crystal clear, beautiful. Uh, couldn't be better. Uh, yeah, we uh, shout out again to Billy Cardine. Yeah. He, he was, he's just a wizard when it comes to uh to recording and just his efficiency on pro tools is it's like it was like watching you know like the the tetris world <laughs> championship or something when he, was, yeah. when he was behind the board it was really funny um how just it was amazing how quick he is on those knobs and uh and just you know musical direction in general he gave us all advice on solos and on um on how you know like what what the pieces to the song should sound it was he was like a he was really good at being a roadmap to the yeah. end end product and also michael hines was did the mastering on that we did um a few runs with michael uh he's a he's a local bassist and uh runs a master studio hmm. but uh he he really brought um the final mixes to life it it really he was able to to hone in on certain frequencies and really just pull out um pull out certain frequencies and sounds that that just blended it so smoothly and yeah. we were just really happy with his work too so we couldn't we couldn't have been happier with the turnout um which tunes are we going to be checking out uh i want to start with your your singles you said you had lead singles on the record That's right. uh and the first one is cheyenne um yeah which uh yeah. is a great uh string band tune um and um i've noticed a bit of a, a theme in some of these tunes uh the theme of heartbreak and like uh, and breaking up uh and this is one that of those would be me. yeah <laughs> and uh and do you have a uh, history of heartbreak or is this just like a, a a subject you like to write about uh it's funny that uh it's funny that 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 came up I, I i don't think any of that was really intentional um and i don't and all of it's you know it seems like the ones that ended up on the album were, were those tunes and i don't know i don't know exactly why but it's, <laughs> but it's just that's just the way it is and i don't think it's always been such a thing as it's something that i'm particularly going through uh, m- probably more so just a relatable topic yeah um it's not always a specific instance, but it's certainly something that I think most of us have dealt with at some point in time, and that's something we all have in common. So yeah. it kind of it kind of builds a bridge uh, and makes it relatable for yeah. a lot of folks. Well, it's just um, like the blues, you know. Uh, it's exactly it's everybody can relate to the blues, and you know, this is your version of that. Uh, yeah, I w- that's a really good that's a good analogy, John. Yeah, um, it, I, I've always felt like love and heartbreak is is a is something that everybody at, at some point in their life can can yeah. uh, can understand but i try not to be too you know too whiny about it <laughs> hey, um, you're not crying or anything but uh yeah it's, no. a, it's a yeah there's there's definitely there a couple of the tunes on the album there's 
specific instances that are that those songs were um, born from. Mm-hmm. But but Cheyenne is more of a uh, it's it's kind of more of a um, a metaphorical tune, really. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's got it's it's got a couple alternate meanings, and um, I think it's more than it's more than just about a girl. It's about general heartache and and geographical locations and okay. and things like that. that well, are we talking know. about Cheyenne, um, Wyoming, I believe. Is that right? Um. Well, yeah. That's that's uh, that that is the uh, that's the title, obviously. But I don't. I I kind of <laughs> just came up with that. Okay. It didn't. I haven't been to Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've been okay. to Jackson Hole. Right. But it Close seemed enough. like a. It's, I'm telling you, I'm giving away too many of the secrets of this song. Nobody's gonna like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it it is meant to be the the location. Okay. Um, but it doesn't have to be Wyoming. It's just it's it may be it may be like my uh, my mythical town, kind of like Narnia or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's the it's the land of Oz for, for the Greenliners. That's it. All right. (laughs) We're going to give a listen to this tune, Cheyenne by the Green Liners. here with Mr. Richard Barrett of the Green Liners. Next tune uh, off the new EP we're going to check out is Laurel Avenue. Um, and uh, is this you singing? No, that is Jay Frank. Okay, um, I thought so. It was a different timbre. Yeah, he's our uh, he's our mandolin player. He and I, he and I have uh, kind of been a duo for a long time. And um, this tune is actually 
one of the first ones that we really collaborated on. Mm. Um, Jay, Jay, it's all it was Jay's concept. He actually lives over in West Asheville um, on a road called Laurel Loop, mm. and uh, in writing the song, he found out that Loop doesn't really <laughs> ride with any anything very productive for a serious song. Uh-huh. So um, we uh, we had to transpose the, uh, the the road to to Avenue, but. Yeah. Um, it's more lyric. Yeah, this is it was Jay's it was Jay's lyric and and concept and we kind of got together on the music and really 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 stoked with how this one turned out um, with Billy on the Debro as well on this one. Okay, yeah, and it's a really cool uh, contrast between your voice and his. You have like that kind of gritty, uh, raspy thing going on, and he has the more just kind of clear, uh, um, I don't know, like a high to mid you know, timbre voice and to get yeah. together. It's very complimentary. It's nice. I, uh, thanks, John. I love Jay's voice. He's got it. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm, I've kind of got the raspy ragtag voice. Jay's <laughs> got a really refined, yeah. beautiful bluegrass, uh, mm-hmm. you know, baritone to tenor voice. He's, he's great. And Ben Saylor in our band says that a lot. He's like, I think Jay is one of the greatest singers around, and I, I agree with it. He's, he sounds great, and especially on this tune, his, he's really on key there. Yeah, and so you collaborated on this tune. Did you both work on the lyrics, or how'd that work? No, Jay brought the Jay had the lyrics okay. ready to go, and he. Um, I think we just kind of sat down, and uh, he was he was trying to figure out a uh, figure out a, a melody for it. Hmm. He, had, he had written the words about. I think it's shortly after um, about the house that he and his wife had purchased over in West Asheville, and um, it's got it's got a lot to do with his life personally, I think, and and it's it's really poignant. I think it's a gr- the lyrics are great, but we we sat down actually in the uh, in the lobby of the Altamont Theater. He came up, I think, one day when I was acting like I was working up there, <laughs> and uh, and we uh, we sat down and, and worked that out, and that was I, I want to say that's our first really. Um, collaborative piece we usually up until that point we had kind of um just brought songs and and let the group kind of arrange them but that was that was one where we both we kind of sat down and and wrote it together the melody anyway okay and uh the guitar part there i i I added that to it so Hmm. yeah oh by the way the altamont theater is much missed that was my favorite listening room in town and i know it was a bummer that you know that had to end but i hated to see it go and uh, if any of you guys listening out there got to go to any shows there like it always sounded just amazing in there so yeah we had yeah. it had a good we, we had good equipment in there for it was, sure and it, it was, was a good a special run. room yeah. with a lot of good mojo in there and I'm, i miss it too every day it was a lot of fun I hear we had some really really good years there some Excellent, excellent talent in that room, and yeah, I, I know I served you multiple, multiple <laughs> years there, John. So. Yeah, yeah, back in my uh, bar hopping days before uh, Baby Girl came along. Was, <laughs> now you're now you're playing the daddy role. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't get out very often now, but uh, I had my heyday. <laughs> we all did, and I'm, you know, I mean, it's it, it is it stings, it stung bad when when uh, when that happened, and we mm-hmm. had to close the doors, but it, you know. Part, part, partially, I'm sort of happy that we, you know, I'm, I'm glad that's not my only source of income right now, right. you know, because it would be very unfortunate. Um, the music industry is so, so volatile, and it can be, 
it can be really tough to make it through your a lot of a lot of months going month to month and uh it, that's really a good reason to get behind and and huddle behind our music venues now i'm so glad we're able to play the gray eagle and, yes. and uh, get some donations rolling through and and hopefully uh anybody out there listening you guys will go on their site and maybe pick there's a legendary venue pick up a t-shirt or mm-hmm. pick up a hat and support these local venues that are out there because i know it's it's a struggle right now and it's just it's heartwarming to see us taking baby steps even though it's starting right now with the live stream but mm-hmm. um you know a few months from now hopefully we'll be able to have half capacity shows or you know or three-quarter capacity shows and and uh and i'll be really responsible when going out and make it easier for us to get this stuff open back up that's right play it safe don't be a dummy that's it <laughs> well coming back around to the tune we're gonna listen to laurel avenue by the Greenliners. yes here with Richard Barrett of the Greenliners. Again. Uh, here he is, still here. Can't get rid of him. <laughs> Hanging in there. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that tune. Yeah, that was a quality tune. My quality band. And the next tune is Can't Say When. And this tune has some beautiful harmonies on it um, out of the ones I've heard. Uh, and it, it seems like the, uh, the theme of the lyrics uh, might 
center around like the emotion of regret a little bit maybe uh, and this also seems like maybe you didn't write this about a real person maybe it's fictional or or is it actually autobiographical or what do you think um can't say wins a really old tune actually john you we used to play that together in the whiskey grins uh oh, that's, that's why i was familiar <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know if you remember that but i uh, i i wrote that tune uh long before that even back in georgia with high river band and it's one of the ones that has kind of survived the years and i still love that tune um it uh it 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 was actually it's partially autobiographical but um it's it's more it was written at a turning point in my life Mm -hmm. um and and i think that comes out in the lyrics a lot is you know, it was it was time for me to make a change, and mm. that was that was one of the last tunes I wrote in Georgia prior to moving back or moving up to Asheville for good. So that kind of signifies that change in my life. Oh, so, okay. um, so it's partially autobiographical, and um, it, there there there's a little fiction in there, but mm. um, I think it's it's mostly um, the spirit of of kind of moving on and yeah. and hit, hitting the road and picking up what's left over and getting on with it you know okay yeah the the refrain that strikes me is uh, i tear it down so i can build it up again yeah uh, and yeah that, that's a that's a very powerful lyric and i'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to that is you know if you're at a point in your life where it's just not working for you sometimes you just have to you know destroy everything and start from the ground up again that's exactly it and that's yeah. that's where i was at when i wrote that i was every road that I seemed to take, uh, in Georgia was just leading to nowhere seemingly. Mm. And, uh, and I, uh, it was time for a change for sure. But that, that, that song was born out of that period of my life. I probably wrote that in the summer or fall of 2006, 2006, mm. somewhere around there. And, and I moved to Asheville in February of 07. So I, you know, I was kind of seeing a change coming and looking for one and and that's you know the Asheville is what happened to me I couldn't be more grateful and that song I never really thought about it maybe that's why that song has stuck around a lot of them I don't play any a lot of songs from that era and mm-hmm. um and following I really don't play much anymore but that one that one stuck with me yeah that's a good tune it deserves to be played so let's and play we've got Lindsay we've got Lindsay Pruitt on the fiddle on oh, that song yes and uh, she's yes. she's doing fills throughout and uh that's me and Ben Saylor and Jay Frank on the three-part harmony. We're we're really pleased with how this tune came out. Yeah, the three parts are very well arranged. I, I enjoyed that greatly. Thanks, bro. Yeah, let's let's check it out here. Can't say when by the Greenliners. Awesome. stuck here again thinking about the way it is and how it should have been when everything just seemed so perfect to us at the time now I'm here just trying to drink you off of my mind sun it burns away 
that fog that fills my mind And even though I see the road I know that I'm still driving blind I can't say what might be around The very next turn Another crash, another fall Another lesson to be learned And I know something's gonna bring a change around But I can't say when When all I hear is that same old sad and lonesome sound That's when I tear it down and build it up again We're back here with Richard Barrett And we got one more tune to check out Easy on the Eyes, which is a great tune uh, A great title as well Uh and the lyric is easy on the eyes but tough on the heart which yeah that's pretty, tougher on the heart pretty yeah brilliant yeah uh so <laughs> another another breakup tune right that was definitely a breakup tune yeah yeah for sure um and that that one's a little bit more specific than cheyenne oh yeah um yeah it is but it you know it was it was also like it's time to get up and over it it's it's on a it's a little bit more uh it's not like a slow drawn out tune it's a it's pretty peppy uh it actually has kind of a different flow than a lot than the other tunes on the album Um, yeah it is it's probably the faster tune and it's funny to hear a tune with a a kind of a somber uh message uh delivered in such an upbeat kind of uh happy uh delivery which (laughs) that's a a great idea yeah, it's the story of bluegrass. You know, you hear a lot of that. Yeah, that's in true. Bluegrass music. Um, but this is probably our most, you know, quote unquote grassy tune mm-hmm. on the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, we we because it it is different than the rest of the flow. And when when uh, ever you know when the album comes out on on Saturday, it will be available for streaming on uh, iTunes and and Spotify on uh, Saturday. So you guys will all hear it. Um, but it's, uh, or hopefully I'll hear it, but it's, it's kind of got a different twist than the rest of the tunes. And we kind of, we talked about maybe cutting that one, um, which I'm glad we didn't because I think where it, where it falls in the album, it, it's, it's placed well and it, it gives a nice, um, it gives a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. And actually WNCW of all the, of, we sent them an, uh, an album several weeks ago and, they've been playing that tune the most so i mean i think it kind of fits into the the mountain mornings program and the uh the tall grass which is kind of your progressive bluegrass and yeah it's even it's even been seeing some time on going across the mountain on saturdays too so oh wow um, we're happy that 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 tune um is is grassy enough for (laughs) for the bluegrass program yeah well wncw you know they they don't seem to have any rules they just play what's good and I've always loved that about them. I do too. I, yeah. I really do love it. It's um, it's that's they're one of the the best radio stations in the country. I mean, the best I've ever heard. Yeah, um, we're really we're really lucky to have them, and we're super grateful they've been giving us some radio love on these tunes, and we'll hope we hope they'll continue to do so. That's right. Um, Isothermal this, Community College out in Spindale. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, this tune also features Lindsey Pruitt, and she's got she's got several um little uh little fills here and a, and a solo at the end so yeah she stands out on this track definitely uh, she's an amazing fiddle player i, I love Lindsay. she's her, her playing and her personality she's just a sweetheart mm-hmm. well let's let it spin easy on the eyes by the green liners 
Should have seen it coming long before I listened to the lies and I cut a bunch of ties But things like that don't bother me no more You know I tried inside I cried You didn't have to let me down so hard All I wanted was to love you but you couldn't play the part You're easy on the eyes and tougher on the heart Nothing stands to reason to a poor boy that's been burned It doesn't matter how you write the song There's something to be said for the lesson never learned And I hope someday you see your ways were wrong You know I tried, inside I cried You didn't have to let me down so hard All I wanted was to love you but you couldn't play the part You're easy on the eyes and tougher on the heart back here richard barrett i want to thank richard for being here today and uh taking the time to talk to to us and uh what are your plans in the future you guys uh are you guys able to make any plans or are you just gonna um hope that the fall brings um kinder um weather for musicians and make some bookings or what yeah i mean pretty much all of our uh any, anything we had on the books with the exception of this saturday the, the stream at the gray eagle has been postponed and uh or canceled and uh yeah we don't we don't really we don't have any major plans right now but i know that we're we've got a we've got a solid batch of new tunes that are that are being brewed up right now Mm -hmm. and we cannot wait to get back we may we may be doing some more um recording possibly this fall or something and maybe do like a a two or three song release just uh not even really an ep more of like a single mm. uh with th- three tunes seems to be kind of the trend with a lot of artists these days yeah i've noticed that couple, yeah the yeah, uh, the full length album might th- be a thing of the past soon yeah i know it's, it's hard to keep anybody's attention for that long anymore <laughs> yeah. you know i know a whole hour um, come on man yeah yeah um so you know we, we definitely are looking forward to documenting some more tunes and, and making some more music but you know we're in the same boat as everybody else as far as live shows get uh, go it's yeah. it's it's uncertain at the moment but we do hope everybody will tune in at 7 p.m on the gray eagle facebook page and we'll you know i'm sure we'll be sharing the uh we'll be sharing the the link also um yep there'll be a link on the page here so check awesome, it out yeah 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 but this has been a been a really fun conversation, John, and um, I appreciate you having me and, and showcasing the Green Liners on this. Yeah, Richard, it's really good to reconnect. It's been a while, but uh, oh, yeah. I'm glad that we have the opportunity to to get uh, caught up here. And hopefully, um, on the other side of this, we can hang out and uh, actually share a beer face to face. I would love that, brother, <laughs> and and with the rest of all of our community out there it's been it's been really weird not being able to go out and run into familiar faces at shows and events and you know by now we'd be i don't know what month month well month would be month two or three with the um 
downtown after five. I think I can't remember if it starts in May or April. But yeah, I think it it would have started two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, but um, we'll all stay connected digitally until we can until we can get out and have an actual beer. Yeah, well, let's hope twenty twenty one brings us a uh, better fortune. <laughs> I hope so. Man. Yeah. I hope so. All right, Richard. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks, John. Have a good one. I'd like to thank Richard for joining us today. Please check out the Green Liners and their new EP coming out this Saturday. And remember to tune in to the live stream of their performance at the Great Eagle. You guys take care now.
Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding. It's gotta be better than just good or great. It needs to hit hard like Babe Ruth at the plate. From rock, hip hop, and dance music to blues or pop, hard bop, and swing music, you choose. As a working musician, I can truly relate. So let's rap about your project and schedule a date. My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more.